and I don't want you guys to think of this as being very formal. This is a big, it'll still be our, our conversation as usual. Um, but we're just going to have great time today. Um, the love of my life. Um, okay, I'm starting to do it again. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> uh, cannot believe we're celebrating 35 years of marriage wow thank you <laughs> 35 years and i know there are people that have been married a long time and but they're not happily married many people just stayed together for the sake of the children uh various circumstances but that's not our story i actually like her <laughs> she likes me <laughs> so we're we're friends and have been uh, she is my best friend, so I've never felt this desire to have um, uh, hang out, as they say, hang out with the boys and all of that and trying to hold on to anything from the singles life. I haven't had any desire for that because I married my best friend. Um, and to have her work, have us working and serving together here in Harrisburg all these years, it would not be happening be, uh, w without her. Absolutely not. Um, you guys don't know this, but um, I get a lot of the credit for what happens in, in, with the ministry because I'm the leader. Uh, but I want you to know that actually this is a co-leadership. It's not just me and then, as they say, the pastor's wife. No, this is both of us. Always has been. I talk more than her publicly. <laughs> But behind the scenes, I need the word that that comes through her. She is brilliant, and many people don't know that. Um, she is, I tell her all the time, she is a brilliant woman. The way she thinks, the way she processes uh, life and, and sends that back to me is, is absolutely brilliant. And so you guys are going to be brought in on some of that brilliance. Uh, she said, shut up. <laughs> Scrabble champion. Sudoku, is that, that what it's called? Sudoku. Uh, uh, all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just not that type of person. Uh, she has to feed me words. And many times you, you'll see that on the teaching videos that a lot of times I have to turn to her to What's that word? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> and sometimes she's sitting there trying to will, will me the words, the right words to say. She's trying to send it to me. <laughs> so though everybody in the room, I want you just to welcome the love of my life. Carol, and those of you that watch this online, we'll watch it later. Uh, just welcome her. She comes to talk to us about something, a very important topic. Uh, this year, the Lord told us to, uh, to really set up a time for us to get exposed to truth and so this series is going to be called living in truth and it's based upon a book uh, that was written by dr chris thurman he's one of the gentlemen that we've been watching his videos and our counseling videos and so i want you to just to welcome her as she comes to talk to us from his book and out of her life ready Go. <laughs> we're going to talk about, the title is The Lies We Believe. That's what we're going to talk about. Um, we'll be talking about 
And this is the outline of the topics that we'll be talking about uh, regarding the lies that we believe. Uh, we'll be talking today about the lies we believe, uh, the truth about the lies we believe. Number two, we'll be talking about self-lies. We'll be talking about worldly lies, marital lies. That ought to be fun. Distortion lies and religious lies. There are many different kinds of lies. Um, depending on what we've experienced um, and the way that we were raised um, and the way that we responded to the different things that happened in life, we'll, we'll find out what kind of lies um, that we've actually taken on and play in our minds when different situations occur. Um, part two, we'll be talking about telling ourselves the truth so that we can't, so that the, the lies that we believe, that they can be exposed and truth can be applied to them. And uh, part three will be living the truth, actually living what is true instead of uh, the lies that we have believed. John Milton, he was an 18th century English poet. He said, the mind is its own place and in itself can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. <laughs> Thought that was a really good quote. Um, one of the causes of emotional problems are lies. We unknowingly tell ourselves uh, that are destructive and cause misery. And they're just, and a lot of times they're really simple things. They're um, um, uh, superstitious things that are passed down in families. Hmm. Um, um, most of our emotional struggles, relationship difficulties, and spiritual setbacks are caused by the lies we tell ourselves. When we replace lies with truth, we experience freedom from the misery the lies caused. Seeing through the lies to the truth is hard work because it's not always as simple as, you know, you can say the words, but it's not always simple to live out, to think out. Um, we will be working to see the lies for what they are in order, in order to live life based on the truth. We will unmask the lies we believe, the lies that appear to be truth, and the lies that are making us miserable in marriage, um, miserable in daily living and miserable in faith, trying to live a life of faith. We are going to learn what we can do to get rid of these lies and replace them with the truth that can set us free. We believe a lot of the lies that, that the people, that people we know and, and wait, let me just repeat. We believe a lot of the lies that the people we know and love believe. Like I said, that a lot of times they're, they're family lies. <laughs> we also have another thing in common, the ability to change. The truth about change, though, is that you must want to change. Otherwise, there is no point in, in even you know, going through this or having this discussion or conversation. To be healthy and whole emotionally, to be whole relationally and spiritually, dealing with reality as it is, that's the goal. We're going to deal with your mental tape deck. Our brain is like a video recorder. It can both record and play back thousands of tapes at a moment's notice. 
And a lot of times, you, you know, things will happen and you'll start thinking about it, but you don't realize, it, you know, that you're, you're playing something that's not, might not really be true. These tapes hold all the beliefs, attitudes, and expectations that we have recorded during our lives. Some of the tapes we play are truths such as you reap what you sow. Something will happen and you, you know, that's the thing you'll start thinking about and you'll think about what that really means, that this person is doing something and uh, they're going to reap what they sow. Or it could be something good. Something is, they've, they've done something good and oh, they're going to reap good stuff from that. But you reap what you sow. Or you can't please everybody. Somebody might be trying to make you do something you don't want to do. Um, and so you say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's not right. Or I don't feel like I should be a part of that. And so you can't please everybody. And that's your response to that. Some of the tapes we play are lies, such as things have to go my way for me to be happy. You know, something that happened. You, you had an expectation about something that, that went down. And um, it's, and if it doesn't go your way, you might think, well, no, no, I, I, it, it should have went this way, the way that I thought it should have gone for it to come out right. Um, I can, the example that comes to my mind is um, when my family broke up, when my dad and my mom, when our family split up, when they, uh, when they separated, I thought of that as a horrible thing. Of course, I was, I was 11 years old at the time. I was getting ready to turn 12. It was, I remember it was going from 69 into 70. It's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I, I love my dad. Dad, he was fun, you know, of course. He was the fun person. Mom was the person that made you do what you needed to do. But dad was the fun person, and, and he actually, you know, he talked and played with us, and he would, um, I remember him reading um, stories to us at, at bedtime. So it was um, tragic to lose. And, and for a girl, I, I, well, I think for any child, it, but, but for me, it was a transition time in my life. I was become, um, getting ready to go into my teenage years um, where having a, a father in the family would have been very beneficial because you look for, because you want to fill that gap in you. Um, um, uh, but I, I came to know the Lord at that point in my life. I gave my life to, to the Lord and I um, and received him as my Lord and Savior and, and was filled with the Holy Spirit um, during that time. Um, and I believe that was um, God's faithfulness to me um, during that, that very difficult time. Um, but I came to later find out about my dad that he was a, he was a Mason, that he, um, although he said he had given his life to God, it was twisted. Uh, what he had gone into was something that was occultic. Um, and it was um, something that was familial. His whole family uh, was into the Masonic um, belief and so I, I see now that even though it was horrible for me at that time, God was being faithful to me by, by taking the twist away um, that would have led me down a road that where I would not be able to fulfill his purpose for my life 
but it would have taken me down something that was twisted and dark. Um, so that was, you know, even though it, it presented itself as something that was horrible, it was not. Um, it did not go my way, but what God's way for me to, to be happy was completely different. <laughs> um, another lie that we play is it seems easier to avoid problems than to face them. And I, and I can say that I was one of the, I was a procrastinator. I was a professional <laughs> procrastinator. I, 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 oh, I could talk myself into procrastination, and if you ask me about it, I, I could line it out to you why I, I didn't need to do it now that I, I was going to wait to do it because such and such and such and such. But yeah, there, it seems easier to avoid the problem, but it's re it really is better to nip it in the bud. I have, and the Lord has helped me to overcome that aspect of my life. Many of the lies we tell ourselves have been around since early childhood. They may actually seem to be true, even though they are really lies. The more frequently a lie is played, the more deeply you believe it to be true. Like that procrastination thing, I mean, I was, it wasn't until I was an adult that I, that I um, overcame procrastination. Now I. No, let's get it done now. <laughs> let's, in the, let's nip it in the bud. I don't want to deal with the consequences of not dealing with this. But, you know, it took me a while. It took time to, to overcome that. Um, one of the main challenges is to make our mental tapes as truthful as possible so that we can live life the way it was meant to be lived, experiencing emotional health, intimate relationships, and a deep sense of purpose. Thoughts produce, uh, Dr. Thurman says, th made this quote, thoughts produce after their own kind. Lies produce death, but truth produces life. Truth is accessible to all of us, making real life available to anyone who is willing to know, to believe, and do the truth. The truth is like an iceberg. The truth we learn on our own from our day-to-day -day experiences is just the tip of the truth. To know the deeper truths that are the most powerful and life-sustaining of all, we have to look beyond our intellect and skills of observation and depend on God to reveal them to us. And we need to allow God to reveal them to us because a lot of times when a situation happens and you know, we'll see it, we'll look at it, we'll make an assessment of what has happened. Again, we've only see it, seen it from our point of view. We don't see where um, the different people who are a part of the situation, we don't see where they came from. We don't know what's happened to them to, to cause them to have responded the way they did, to make them say what they said. You don't know what they believed, how they came to their conclusions. We don't know the whole picture. Um, and only God knows the whole picture. So we have to, to depend upon what his assessment of the situation. Um, uh, again, like um, 
what happened with my, the, the breakup of, of my family. I cannot just say that my dad is a bad man or was a bad man. He, is the, he was a product of his household, the way that he was raised, um, the choices that he made, uh, good and bad, um, uh, the things that happened to him and the conclusions he came to. Um, he chose um, another way to come to the truth and reaped, uh, and reaped what he sowed because of that. And we all do. Um, so we need to be careful to, in our conclusions when things happen, that we rely on what God says about the situations that happen to us so that we aren't, um, so that we aren't making bad choices, so that we can really see the truth, God's truth. God's truth is the deeper truth and the real, real, since he knows what's going on and what's happened to everybody to have come to the places that they have come, he is the only one who can reveal the truth to us. He is the only one. There is no other truth. There isn't. Um, seeing our lies to the truth is hard work. Trying to do it by yourself is even harder. Consider the lessons that we'll be talking about. Consider these lessons a potentially life-changing way to see the lies for what they are and get back to living life based on the truth. We will be unmasking the lies that we believe that masquerade as the truth. The lies that are making us miserable in marriage, miserable in our relationships, miserable in daily living, and miserable in faith. We are going to learn how to get rid of these lies and replace them with the truth that can set us free. I have a, a, uh, what, a, um, exercise, a growth work exercise for us to do that will help us to uh, expose the lies that we have been believing. Anybody want to jump in? Yeah. <laughs> I answered neutrally um, because it to me, it would have de it would depend on who I feel was close to close to me, or should have should know, or should. I don't, cause it depended. I, it was relational. Yeah, that that's what it, like, um, like to me, I. Or, you don't care about what everybody thinks. Not not really. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, because if I didn't, know, if I don't know you, I I could give two flips about what you think about me. <laughs> but but if I feel like like me and you have a a really good relationship, two flips. <laughs> but if I feel like we have a close relationship or we have a bond, like yeah. Then yeah, I would. There's a part of me that would seek that approval. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? 
I put three also. Uh, I used to uh, be concerned about, you know, pleasing people, you know, before I uh, grew in the Lord. Yeah. Because I always had a thing about self-worth. Yes. About myself. Yeah. But uh, since I've grown up, <laughs> I all I care it's like it's people that are my my loved ones you know it's just like when Jesus I said to his disciples oh, who do they say that I am now he really w wasn't concerned what the others were saying about him but then he asked the disciples but who do you say that I am right. and that's what I, I I'm concerned I care about my loved ones you know my children who do they say that i am you know mm -hmm. and that's all i care about and, but 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 the lord comes first <laughs> <laughs> you know i care about yeah. what he says yeah. but uh it, it it's just important to me to know what do my loved ones say that i am who i am you mm -hmm. know do they really know me you know right and this is this is why I put three. Okay. I don't. I don't seek approval, because you can be. You just tear yourself apart. Right. You know what I mean. Trying to be. You can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. But. But you know me. My your loved ones know you. You know. Yeah. So. You hope. Yeah. Yeah. They you know hope. you. You've been with me. You know. <laughs> right. You know from the beginning. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but this is a, that's what's important to me. <laughs> I also put neutral. Okay. Um, I did this mainly from life experience. You know, yeah. when I was in, in my childhood, um, I was like extremely guarded. Yeah. You know, always, yeah. always guarded, always, I've always been a thinker, so I would, like, limit my interaction with others. I would observe more than I would yeah. communicate or interact. So, as I got older, um, I actually began to open up more, you know, high school, just getting out in the world, seeing people, meeting people, going to different places, and... I kind of like that feeling, you know, of mm -hmm. interacting with people, yeah. meeting new people, the energy, you know, yeah. just the conversations, yeah. learning different things. People of all walks of life, but I came to grow and understand that a lot of people put me on a pedestal, as well as myself putting people on pedestals. Like, if I see a model, I might think, oh, she's super hot, you know, and to herself, she might think, you know, she might got low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Or you could say the president where you think he always well composed, but behind doors he crack under pressure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I put I put I put neutral because I don't now as of now and what life put me through, I go off her vibes and energy. Mm -hmm. If if it's there to be interacted with, I, I will do it. But if it's not um, I just move along, yeah. so that's why I put neutral. That's wise. You knew I was gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs>
I put neutral at first, but then I changed it to three, just so I would have a tilt one way or the other. Um, but according to everybody, I don't, at least today, I don't try to get their approval. When I was younger, mm-hmm. I could relate to what you just said about not talking. I was very quiet, very closed down. And then over time, I started opening up more and more and more and started expressing. And it's like, God made me this way. I'm going to express. And whatever people think, oh, well. Yeah. On the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> what mom said, I can relate to because whenever I get into a situation of re- close relationship or authority, when I look at my boss, it really matters to me what he thinks. And it's very important that I have, and that comes from my father, because he was very, uh, very much a disciplinarian, oh, okay. and an angry one at that. Uh, <laughs> so, and then also in relationships, I have of recent struggled with <laughs> the idea of being accepted and loved and forgiven by the one that I've been in relationship with, and it hasn't gone well, and I felt a lot of condemnation, hence... I'm not seeing that person. So, um, but the love and approval of people that are close to me is important. Sure. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yeah, I I can relate to being. I was very quiet as a child. I watched people. I was a watcher of people, and if I, and I watched for patterns. I watched how they reacted to other people first before. I would engage. Um, uh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. She tested me. <laughs> but also because of that, I had very few friends, and I didn't do a lot of talking. Um, I because I didn't want people to know where I was. In that way, you couldn't hurt me. Um, and God had to, um, well, of course I had, so I did care about what people thought um, about me until probably my 40s um, when I finally figured out that um, they don't buy me clothes, they don't put food on my table. And they don't really always know what they're talking about anyway. So, yeah. And then that began to change for me. That, that helped me not to care so much about what the general public you know, thought about me. But it, that's what it took for me. Um, God had to heal me or, and get my eyes off of what people thought. Um, but it was hard for me. It isn't now. <laughs> but it was hard for me then. We won't get to baby. We won't be able to go through all of them today, uh, but I do want you to uh, give the summation of all of the statements that Dr. Thurman gives. Okay. Well, for as far as growth work is concerned, these are all lies that we believe that people believe. Every single statement. Every single on statement there. is a lie, and um, I, I so appreciate how. I've seen each and every person has come at it 
from a place of balance. Um, you have experienced things that has helped you to bring balance. There, you haven't, you don't live the lie. You've brought balance to it, and that's I, I, that's wonderful. You're a pretty healthy bunch, <laughs> for the most part. And as as we go along, we will be getting in. We will be delving into it more um, in a more detailed way, and getting into some of the. Uh, about why it's a lie. By, about why these are lies and how to apply the truth to them.